This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Shall we begin? What determines the rest of my life. If I have a kick-ass party, doors would open. And I just think Dua Lipa would make the party perfect. La 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 la. I'm not popular. What is happening? You look insane. Slay queen. I'm not a loser. I might be a little obsessed. One day, Andy Goldfarb will be mine, and you will have a cool boyfriend too, and then we'll have a joining loss in Tribeca in Taylor Swift's building. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Can you just let me explain, please? No, let me explain to you. We are no longer friends. BFM 89.9, you are listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn Sharmilan Arvin. And in the continuation of our Teen Girl Week, uh, we are talking today about You Are So Not Invited to My Bat Bat Mitzvah, which is out on... Netflix, which some people think Adam Sandler owns, um, because at this point, who knows? And um, it is produced by him. It stars... I'm just going to say the name, Sunny Sandler. Uh, it's also got Sadie Sandler and Jackie Sandler, among other people. I wonder how these people all know each other. What right? a coincidence. What is yeah. the relationship? Hmm. See, I say all this, I was deeply filled with cynicism. And then I watched the movie and I'm like, oh, it's so sweet to watch Adam Sandler pretend to be the dad to his real child. Um, is honestly, he pretending? Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> acting, quote unquote. Um, it was very sweet, la, honestly. <laughs> and at this point, with all the cynicism in the world, actually Adam Sandler playing like fun, slightly harried Jewish dad might be one of my favorite roles for him. Oh, since you said cynicism, right? Can I just read like one review that I saw on Rotten Tomatoes? Um, just one line. And this person said, an orgy of conspicuous consumption that's so distasteful. And I thought, like, look, man, like, if, if this is the kind of energy that you're bringing to some random movie on Netflix that people watch on the weekends, then you've kind of lost the plot, like, from the beginning, right? There's, like, there's a time and a place to use big words, and this movie is not that time or that place. Hey, um, I'm, I'm sorry, but the movie is at 92% on Rotten yes, Tomatoes, right? Yes. 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. I agree with the audience score, which is about 63%, um, which is fine. It's a fine movie. It's a nothing burger for Saturday. Um, I will forget about it in a few days. But for what it's worth and when it was on, I was really into it. It's fine. It's fine. I thought it was a very sweet film. And I came in with all the Sandler skepticism that you could ask for, even though, as I've said on record, Adam Sandler is my career hero. And if I could manage to get his unique blend of flexing it when he has to, making money and then wearing shorts all the time. <laughs> I like, saw his outfit and I immediately thought of you. I said, what this is, is how he wearing? Wants to dress like. <laughs> Think about it. The man is in basketball shorts in like every scene. And a Hawaiian shirt yes. going to the temple all the time. And yet people are like, what a good actor. What a sweet Jewish dad, you know, and that's, that is what I want. So you are so not invited to my bat mitzvah. Actually, a lot of it is in the title, frankly. Um, so it tells the story of two girls, Stacey Friedman 
and Linda Rodriguez cats who are heading towards their bat mitzvah, um, that coming of age ceremony at the same time. Um, they're anticipating not so much the ceremony as they are the party, which they see as their entry into adulthood, but also the social event of the year. But then they have a falling out over, I'm just going to call it a goldfish cracker of a guy. And then they just, <laughs> and that affects their friendship in such a big way that it leads to the unfolding events of the rest of the film. Can I just say, uh, firstly, the moment you know you've outgrown particular teen films is when the teen heartthrob in it no longer appeals to you. It's nonsense. That is, that is the moment when you're like, ah, I've aged out <laughs> of what is supposed to be appealing at this age. Um, so... We started off with Adam Sandler. He's clearly the biggest name here. But I will say that actually Sunny Sandler, who plays Stacey, is such a delight. Um, I've said this before when we reviewed The Babysitter's Club. I'm beginning to really enjoy movies or TV shows that prioritize the young girl growing up experience. But in this sort of very affirming and positive way, it doesn't mean that it puts down the difficulties. It's also truthful. Yes, it actually, so much of this felt so real. Their friendship felt very real. Um, Stacey and Lydia's uh, way of relating to each other, the silly, embarrassing, stupid things they do when they're in private um, felt so real to what growing up as a girl feels like. And I think the fact that they're all actually the age they're supposed to be, right? So Sunny Sandler's 14, for instance, also means that the things they, they do, uh, you know, communicating via text or um, how they interact, all of it feels very real. It feels, makes me feel old because there's a definite feeling of, oh my gosh, this is how like kids interact these days. But it also feels very sweet and lived in. I also think it helps that um, both the Sandler kids are not trained actors. I don't know if they are, but I but I don't think that they are. Um, They're trained in the Sandler School of Acting. The Sandler School of Acting, you know, the, the way up there. Um, so I, I really like seeing them in this movie. Um, the whole Sandler family, actually. I, I had no idea they were in it. Um, I saw them in the movie and then I thought they kind of look like Adam Sandler. Then I quickly Googled <laughs> and then I remember seeing them in uh, on YouTube in Adam Sandler's like Mark Twain ceremony thing, which is why they look so familiar and and i like i i liked how awkward and green and natural some of the acting was because of that non-training right so they're just doing like normal kid things like you said um it felt very very natural to me like kind of a it had an indie movie sensibility kind of so i think that's true of all the kids because the movie really Hmm. belongs primarily to the 13 and 14 year olds and so you're really stuck with them for most of the film it's not as if it's The role that Adam Sandler plays in this movie um, is kind of like people telling you that Brad Pitt is in 12 Years a Slave. Like, it's not really the point, you know? He's just... not expect that movie to come up, but yes, that is the comparison. (laughs) Because it's it's the size of the name. So people come in and he's Mm. on the poster. So you think that this is going to be an Adam Sandler movie. And then you're like, but Mitzvah, you're not a girl. And then, you know, it gets a little (laughs) bit like, what's happening? Um, But... He's just kind of very strategically used. He provides laughs. Um, Mostly he's there, I feel, to provide a colour and a mood. It's like, yeah, this is the kind of family we are. We're close. um, We're very tight. But also my daughter is starting to grow apart. She has her own life. And I thought that the way the children... They're not children. The the way the tweens and, and teenagers spoke to each other and how they the things that they chose to do, the things that they were tentative about, like one person wanting to go to a party with the cool kids, the other one not, all that kind of stuff was played out really well. 
I think it matters that the film was directed by a woman, right? Sammy Cohen. So even though it's Adam Sandler on the headline, it is actually really a girl slash girl becoming a woman movie. And, and I think that's important. And Adam Sandler, to give him credit, understands that. Um, of course, it's his daughter, right? So why wouldn't he want to give her the, the front and center? But I love the way the parents' characters in the film, and and I mean the mom is played by Idina Menzel, yeah. So mm. that's no lightweight either. Um, they're there just enough. They're there just enough for you to understand these kids and where they come from. Um, that even kids from the most wholesome and supportive of backgrounds can struggle, um, and that's kind of nice and interesting. They also provide the kind of really strong cultural roots that runs through this film. Um, again, something that I've not necessarily seen very much of in a teen comedy. Um, and this movie did really, really well. Okay, so I appreciated how they use Adam Sandler um, and the adults, like like how sparingly and, and, and the, the whole dynamic, right? I also think the movie's biggest problem is that it has Adam Sandler in it. Um, and he's in a background role. Uh, because I think there are some people that you just cannot put in background roles because the moment they show up, then you want to keep seeing them show up again and again and again. Or at least for me, that's that's how I felt. Um, Adam Sandler, Jim Carrey, Will Ferrell, Seth Rogen, <laughs> Jamie Foxx, all these like charisma powerhouses, right? Um, I kept wanting to see more Adam Sandler and then they just show him like sleeping in the background or driving a car walking out of a cinema um, and I felt that kind of like a like a void like oh I want to see more Sandler comedy you know? that's so funny I, I just liked being in a world in which Adam Sandler was there but mm, not like same. there all the time, you know. I, I appreciated him like slumping, slumping about in his PJs and a blanket, and just kind of just like coming out of the movie theater, yeah. embarrassing mm. his daughter. Yeah, so I, I actually appreciated that quite a bit. Um, okay, we've got quite a lot more to say. We are talking about "You Are So Not Invited to My Bat Mitzvah," which is uh, written by Alison Peck. So actually, written and directed by a woman. So written by Alison Peck, uh, directed by Sammy Cohen, produced by Adam Sandler, starring. Sandlers. Uh, let us know. Have you watched the movie yet? Do you plan to? WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Books, figurines, movies. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Let me take you all on a journey. Picture this. My entrance video starts. Which, as we all know, sets the tone for the entire bar mitzvah. Mm-hmm. I descend the stairs of a private yacht on the Hudson River to cheers and fireworks. Whoa. Then, oh, who's that zipping by on a jet ski? Why, that's international recording artist Olivia Rodrigo. Whoa, wait, wait, how are we going to pay for this? Oh, we have ideas. They, they got ideas, honey. This is amazing. Shut up, Ronnie. No, you shut up. I'll kill you, Ronnie. Not if I stab you first. Oh, that's, that's nice. <gasps> BFM 89.9, you are listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn, Sharmila and Arvin. And today we're talking about you are so not invited to buy... To, why am I struggling so much with my and by? It's a lot of M's and B's. It's, it's a long movie name. <laughs> you are so not invited to my bat mitzvah. And that is uh, directed by Sammy Cohen, written by Alison Peck. Uh, it stars Sunny, uh, Sunny Sandler, uh, Samantha Lorraine, Idina Menzel, Adam Sandler, Jackie Sandler, uh, Louise Guzman, let's not forget. So... Mm -hmm. I want to dwell a little bit more before we get to the performances about the cultural stuff, because I think that that's one of my favorite things about the film. To go back to um, the Rotten Tomatoes conspicuous consumption point, 
I get <laughs> I get where they're coming from, right? This is a very wealthy group of people. The, the way that they're talking about the party, everybody expects to just be able to, you know, get anything that they want. Money is... That, that conversation that we just played, that's the closest that we have to talking about cost of anything. You know, it's just generally assumed that families are wealthy, they all live in these huge houses. So... I think the way to ground that, because there is all this slick, beautiful, rich people stuff going on, um, is to have a real earnestness about the the cultural stuff. There are lots of Sunday school scenes. Um, I'm not sure what they're called. I, you know, they, they're a version of Sunday school that happens in temple in which the kids are all supposed to be learning about the Torah and learning about, you know, the the stories from it. And the the way that's done is really, really so earnest. There's nothing kind of, it's funny, but there's nothing tongue-in-cheek about it, I feel. No, I, I enjoyed it a lot, actually. Um, Judaism has generally in pop culture emerged or been portrayed in very particular ways. And it's rarely in this sort of celebratory, here's what it's like to grow up in this community. Here's what it's like to be a kid. Basically a normal story, not necessarily a Holocaust story or a story of racism, right? Um, and I thought that was refreshing. I thought that using uh, a contemporary lens to tell the story was really fun because you, you get to tell the story of how kids basically go about doing tween things um, while also having faith to be a part of that. And the highs and lows of that actually really hits home for I suppose people like us who also grew up in communities where things like tradition and culture can often play a, a pretty big role. And I like that it's not uh, finger pointy at you. Like it, it's not trying to teach you something or educate you about a certain culture or a certain religion. Um, like if you are Jewish, then obviously you, if you know, you know kind of thing. Then if, if you're part of the culture, then you know what the movie is talking about. If it's foreign to you or, or it's unfamiliar to you, then it's fine. Like the, the movie has its own message, right? I like that it doesn't go out of its way to have like all these expositions or long dialogue about, you know, what the culture means and how they, they, they are going through the, you know, today's world and, and what it means to do this and that. So I was like, okay, so it's like, it's like uh, being a fly on the wall situation, just watching this family and how they deal with this particular window. It's very sweet. It's a very sweet movie. Can yeah, I, I just... learned from Rabbi Rebecca, okay, and her songs. So this is what I was going to say. <laughs> Sarah Sherman is excellent, right? Like, I, I just <laughs> love her so much. Um, so she plays um, Rabbi Rebecca, who, how do we describe her? I mean, she lays down the law when she has to, uh, when she needs to pull her young, <laughs> young charges back in line, she does so. But otherwise, it's a lot of um, weird songs about infections and God's randomness. <laughs> and There's a lot packed in her scenes. No, this could easily have become preachy, like Arvin said, right? Or, or a mm. sort of odd, um, uh, like it, it basically there are there are very very tight rope, like sort of tightrope walks that these actors have to do, um, where it's about appreciation without getting too serious. And Sarah Sherman is so perfect; she's not making fun of the faith, but she's also keeping it light enough that those outside of it can find the humor. In it. She puts on her tough love hat. At one yes. point, I just loved yeah. it so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also think the resolution of the movie is clever. Um, it's predictable. Like the movie is predictable from the start, like from the opening scene. You know how this is going to turn out. But I think the way the resolution is done um, and certain... 
there's a certain swerve. There's a certain swerve, lah. You know that they take uh, something that she has to do by the end of the movie, and the way they 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 plan that out, I thought it was very clever. Ah. Um, which goes with the rest of the movie. It is it is kind of a clever movie also. So you know that I have an increasing like crotchety old lady aversion to shrill teenagers and uh-huh. so I when I went into this film I was wondering whether that feeling would be activated and I would suddenly be 80 and like you know screaming at people to get off my lawn and you know just <laughs> kind of going full bore and I think that it's to the movie's credit and it's part of that cleverness that we managed to have tween girls being by turns uh, selfish and vindictive and kind and loving, you know, just all of that bratty. Uh, frankly, lots of people are bratty in this film. And they get to be all those things and you get to really feel that those things are real reactions that they are having without getting turned off fr- by the characters or not being invested in their story. And I think that's nice. That That's part of what makes it feel sincere. Actually, to go back to something Arvind said earlier, right? It's because they all feel like real people. Um, when they're bratty, they feel like the way kids can be bratty in real life. When they're sweet, it feels like real kids being sweet to each other. Um, I just liked everyone in this film exactly the amount you're supposed to like. Um, I found the kid that they had a crush on annoying, the same way you're actually supposed to find him annoying. Um, so I think that really the cast does a lot of heavy lifting um, to get us to enjoy the experience of being in these children's I can't say children right they're tweens these tweens Mm. world also speaking about being sincere um, the use of technology thank god like it's a proper realistic use of what technology is like it's not some weird hacking system or someone does something (laughs) that you know because the, the the main sort of the big thing in the movie right happens because of a technological thing and the way that happens the way that quote unquote mistake happens is genuine like it it can happen it's realistic it's not out of this world to think like something that you know something like that couldn't happen and i appreciated that the the use of uh, social media and phones and editing tools you know uh, was done like properly that and in a way that was appropriate for the age because yes. the the technological thing that you're talking about on which the movie hinges so i don't know why mm. we're talking around it like like it's sixth sense or something you, you will understand like when if you've seen the film you know for a fact that this thing is going to happen but there is a moment in which somebody else uses a device that isn't theirs um, and they send something that they shouldn't and if the teenagers were any older, it wouldn't have made any sense. Um, But the fact that they're 13 means that it is completely realistic that something like this would happen. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good point. And, and in fact, that can be extended for the rest of the film. I think the movie gets what girls and kids at this age are like. Um, um, and what parenting yes, girls and, of this age today. Exactly the yeah. relationship that parents of that age and I go back to that's why to me the parent characters were very important. They needed to be just the right kind of um, the right kind of supportive and the right kind of disciplinarian but also cool. Uh, and I think they, they yeah. struck that balance really well. Do we want to see more of the the Sandler clan in like future movies? Because I'm I'm game. I'm like they, you know, like comedic timings nice. They seem funny. Um, yeah, why not? More, more Sandlers in Hollywood. I love the sisters. I kind of really want to see Sunny and Sadie Sandler together in something. Um, yeah, hundred percent agree. But also, Sunny Sandler has um, chemistry with everybody. 
This is true. She's yeah. actually yeah, very yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yes. And since, um, like I said, you heard it here first, you will have heard this joke many times, but I'm making it again. Since Adam Sandler owns Netflix, uh, we <laughs> for sure will be seeing Sunny Sandler do all sorts of things, I'm sure. Um, but on her own steam, she was very good. I, I don't want to take that away from her. No, I agree. And and this is where we are at now. Nepo babies might as well be open about it. I mean, if they're going to be Nepo babies, might as well be Sandler Nepo babies. You know what I mean? Like, pick the Nepo babies. We are such fans. We didn't start off this way. And somehow <laughs> through like the however many years we've been doing this show, we've completely come around on Adam Sandler. It's great. Anyways, um, we are talking today about You Are So Not Invited to My Bat Mitzvah, uh, which is out on Netflix. Let us know if you've watched it or if you plan to. Uh, WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio and write to us at movies at bfm.my. been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.